Welcome to another episode of Deep Woods Pursuit Podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan Bailey, and I've got Jansen McCloy, Nate Green, and then a very special guest, uh, Mitchell Johnston from Dead End Game Calls. How y'all fellas doing this evening? Brother, I'm doing great. Fantastic. I think that was a good from everybody. Um, <laughs> we're going to try to make it fairly short tonight. Don't want to hold Mitchell up too long. Um, I'll start by saying the first time I ever met Mitchell, and he probably doesn't even remember this because I know he meets tons and tons of people. First time I ever met Mitchell, um, I was at the 2010 Grand National Calling Championship in Nashville, and Mitchell uh, absolutely blew it out of the water that year. And I remember seeing North Carolina pop up beside his name. And I said, where in the world is Perlier, North Carolina? <laughs> but he absolutely called his socks off that day and made all us North Carolinians proud. But that was the first time I ever met him. Um, but I'll let him introduce himself real quick. And then we got a few questions <laughs> we're going to throw at him. And then we'll, we'll let you uh, get back to your family, buddy. Oh, you're fine, brother. We're actually uh, headed up towards the house right now. We just left the baseball field and had a little scrimmage game today and proud of my son for what he's done. But we, uh, like you said, I, we did meet at the NWTF convention for the first time. And, man, i tell you what I do need. I need another run like I had in 2010, evidently, because, you know, that thing is um, – yeah, I've been making the cut, but that, that championship has just haunted me again to, to try to win that thing. But I – I think part of that is the fact that I don't practice anymore. And uh, when, when you don't practice, it's hard to uh, compete at that top tier level. But um, I'm actually in the car right now with my wife and one of my daughters and my son. I've got another daughter at home working on homework right now. She's, she's doing a dual enrollment college and high school. But a um, little bit about me, uh, I'm an evangelist and I travel all over the place speaking to telling people about the Lord and, and that's all through a turkey call. And that has been one of the most biggest blessings that I've had in my life. And, and it's pretty cool to see the Lord take a turkey call and use it for a ministry for him. But we realize that with God, all things are possible. That's for sure. And we've, uh, you know, ever since winning the NWTF Grand Nationals, I, I started a company called Dead End Game Calls in 2011. And uh, we've been going at it strong. Now we're in our 10th year and the Lord continues to bless that. And it's more of a ministry than it is for a business for us. And we're thankful for that. And, you know, we, we didn't make a variety of products, anything from turkey calls to duck calls to deer calls to scent elimination products. We, we feel like we've got the very best scent elimination product on the market. We call it Odor Zone. And you can, we actually, one of our demos to prove how good it is, we take Axe Cologne, spray it into a cup and spray our stuff on it and eliminate that Axe Cologne. And as far as I know, we've tested about every major product in the industry and we're the only ones that can touch it. Man, we could just end right there because I literally I'm looking at my notes and you hit in order almost <laughs> everything that I had wrote down. I had when did you start it? Why did you start it? Um, talking about Grand Nationals, uh, Odor Zone was on my list, so that's that's great. You you hit on everything that I was going to talk about, so that's even better. But we appreciate everything you do uh, in the ministry and and as well as the, the call making business, and we're proud to to all be a part of the the dead end game calls pro staff team and we're absolutely, absolutely blessed to know you as a person and to you know get to to be friends with you and um just enjoy seeing everything you guys do 
Um, and e equally, we are glad to have you a part of the team. And it's, it has been a blessing. We, we truly yeah. believe in your product, but also even more than that, you know, thank a lot of you as a person and what you've built as a company. And, you know, that, that went a long way with us, you know, wanting to work with you. And uh, it's been a, a blessing. So we'll we'll kind of hit some high notes here. And again, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got your family with you. Um, so 2011 is when you started Dead End Game Calls. I remember in 2010 when I met you, uh, you were with Woodhaven. Um, it seemed like Woodhaven was absolutely stacked back then. You had you, Sadler, um, earlier on, Jim Pollard, Matt Van Sys. I mean, you just had a who's who. We had a, uh, and then oh yeah we had billy billy yargis was in there scott ellis was there i mean it was uh it was it was the a team so to speak absolutely so tell me just a, briefly why so after you win the grand nationals in 2010 uh you start dead end game calls in 2011 why what made you decide to go ahead and start that well it actually became down to a personal conviction um you know it was it was one of those deals and i'll tell you this Dead End Game Calls almost was named IOM Game Calls. And, and what that was going to stand for was like IO Him, as in God, everything. So I was going to call it IOM Game Calls. Um, and, and I was actually on a NWTF hunt, and the Lord laid dead end on my heart and said, no, I don't want you to name it IOM. I want you to name it Dead End. And, and what I come to realize real quick was life without Jesus is a dead end. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And so I know you're a, a firefighter. Uh, I'm in law enforcement, so I've always looked up to you, Zach, because, you know, the, the connection there as far as in, you know, um, first responders. But so is, is dead end your full-time job? Are you still, I know you're still a firefighter. So do you do both or how does that work? I do. I do both. So, you know, as a career firefighter, I work 24 hour shifts. I'm off for 48. Basically that's how our schedule works. Our, our schedule is a little different on the weekends. We work a Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, or we're off for four days. Um, so I do dead end more than full-time hours. Um, but I also do the fire department as a full-time gig as well. So, you know, I've been really blessed through the 10 years with dead end and not a lot of people know this, not something I really talk about a lot, but I don't, I don't take a paycheck from dead end. Um, we try to give back everywhere that we can because it is a ministry and we're trying to build a business. I, you know, I wasn't one of those guys that dad was able to write a check to and start a business. You know, uh -huh. um, we, we didn't have a lot um, growing up. My dad, I watched my dad work two jobs his whole life just so that he could supply for our family. And I greatly appreciate that. The things that he done for me and for my family, but you know, overall, uh, you know, we didn't have, I didn't have money to start dead in. And I can remember at one point in time, I can remember sitting on the couch one day and having a hundred and some dollars in the bank account for the business and having $400 in bills that I had to write out um, on a check and thinking, God, you've brought me to this and, and I can't, I can't take this. I mean, I'm, I'm out of money. I'm out of funds. What am I going to do here, Lord? And I went and checked the mailbox that day, and just a little over what the bills was due was a check in the mailbox that I had no clue I was getting. Um, and and so it's amazing to watch God work through this and, and to build it and, you know, to rely on him and have faith that, that he will supply, and he always does. And, man, it's just – it was just cool to, to see that, you know, come to fruition. But 
but that's that's our God. That's that's just who He is and the way He operates. Right. Sometimes we got to have a little bit of faith. Absolutely. And, but, but man, it, but that being said, it is a ministry for me, and and I look at it and view it that way more so than a business. But I, of course, I I put the hours in just just like it is a business, and I work hard at it. And I've got a great team of individuals that's behind me. Um, we've got great workers at the shop. You know, we've went from me and my family helping out with it to I think we've got five or six employees now and uh we've got people working nonstop just about it at the shop. It's just been a huge blessing. And you know, honestly, and then then over that, you know, we've also got our TV show on the Mossy Oak Go app. Um and on mossyoak.com. You can go watch our TV show on mossyoak.com and pull up and and watch Dead End Game Calls TV now. And that's been cool. And I've got a great team of individuals. I got most of my road crew members on the TV side, I've got Patrick Paysinger and Taylor McCamus and Mark Porter. And I got a J Jeremy Critcher helps us out some with that video stuff. And man, it's just, you know, it's been cool. It's been, been a wild ride. I've got some awesome callers that's there with us. Now we got Matthew and Tyler Presley that man, that them two young men right there, they're going to be something to reckon with in a few years. They are. They now. are. I've, yeah. I've listened to they're, them several times and they're great. They're amazing. And, uh, you know, my son, Mason, he's growing up in it, and, and I don't know where he gets his turkey calling ability yet, but he, he won the Polts World Championship this year. Um, we had our caller in Alabama, Craig Wolf. He won the World Championship this year. And then my, my team partner and I, uh, J.R. Lanham, out of Bunker, Missouri, we won the World Two-Man Team this year. So, man, we, we've had a great run, and God just continues to bless it. And I got Jonathan Miller and Jeff Sipe, and, and then they, the list goes on and on of the great callers we've got involved with us, the great – great people and, and you know just our road crew in general that's just our spreading the word of dead end and spreading the ministry of dead end i can't thank them all enough and just awesome times man absolutely i mean the success is there and I, i've been fortunate enough to listen to you and um even since that that day in 2010 that was the first time i'd ever heard your name and again i saw the perlier north carolina and i thought i don't know where that is but he, he's got to be <laughs> at least a hometown boy to some extent and uh it's been a, a joy to watch you and watch the company grow and listen to you call over the years and hadn't been but a few grand nationals that i've missed since 2010 as far as being in the crowd but um jansen why don't you talk a little bit about odor zone minding your experience the first time we got to uh, experience the odor zone you'll have to correct me on the year i believe it was 2018 we when me and you first met we went to the dixie deer classic and uh you said you you had obviously already experienced the the magic that it is but you took me to the table and i think i think mitch was there and he was the one that that demonstrated it but when like like he said when when he sprayed that axe in there and everyone knows you know axe was popular when i was in high school and well if you wear axe it's the most strongest odor out there and 10 seconds later you spray that stuff in there and it's completely gone you can't smell nothing it's like water so it, it blew my mind i still i still talk about that to all my buddies today i mean it's there's nothing out there like it like mitch says it's it's unreal i, I don't know how he does it <laughs> now is that mitchell is that something you came up with or did you have some yes sir yeah gotcha. yes sir we uh me and a, me and a friend of mine uh came up with that he I call it redneck ingenuity at its finest. And uh, so 
you know, I, I was blessed enough. God give me a little bit of knowledge to put A and B together and make C. So, you know, it, it, it worked out great. Yeah, it, it truly is a phenomenal product. Um, it, it blew my mind when I first saw it the first time and first experienced the, the axe and the cup. My wife, same way. My wife, she's killed one deer. She goes with me every now and again, but she was with me the first time I ever saw it. And I said, you've got to come over here and see this. And she, she couldn't believe it. It just absolutely blew her mind. Yeah, it's, and uh, one of the things that I've noticed, you know, I, I'm not – I'm not saying this because if, if we did not make that product, if we did not make odors on, I would still use it because it is just that good of a product. But literally in, since I have, we have developed this product, um, I, I have, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, I have not been winded in the woods since. And, and, you know, I hunt in the mountains where the wind is constantly swirling and, and less the deer just smelled me and walked off and didn't blow or anything like that. But, I have literally had multiple deer downwind of me on multiple occasions. I mean, hundreds of times and they have no clue I'm in the woods. And, and the thing with me, it's not just me. It's also a cameraman or it's my son with me. So I'm never just there alone. Pretty much it's, it's me and someone else. And, and we're going to these woods and not getting smelled and not getting busted. And it's just hard to, hard to, to do that. And so it's not only just the field spray that we have, but we also have the laundry detergent and the body wash and shampoo and to combine it all together it's just a it's just a lethal combination it, it just it is. is it's it's awesome and i'm i'm using the whole system it's been it's been absolutely it's been great so i've i've been very pleased with it i know um i used it in ohio whenever i was up with jansen and it I, again i it blew me out of the water <laughs> Uh, Nate, you got any quick questions you want to throw at Mitchell? Um, not really. I mean, I guess I could ask the, the most uh, one of the most uh, asked questions to hunters. What would be your most fair, uh, memorable hunt? Man, I've got I've got a lot of those, um, especially when it comes to hunting with other people. But you know, my my sons and daughters and my wife's first turkeys um you know those those are memories that i'll always remember i mean i will always remember those hunts uh, my my son's and daughter's first deer uh, my my son killed a he killed a six point this year in velvet you can actually go on the mossy oak website and watch that hunt unfold uh, mossyoak.com we had a really cool second camera angle on that hunt where we had a gopro on the opposite side of the bait pile um and so that that GoPro captured the arrow leaving the deer. It almost stuck right in front of the GoPro, um, which oh, wow. was which his first bear this year was was cool as well. And I I will say this: I bear meat is incredible. I love to eat it, but that bear went off in the worst ravine that it could possibly go off in, and I started. <laughs> with that bear that morning me and a, a group of men i was thankful for their help and man i i tell you what nathan brown he's a buddy of mine he, he one of his uh, uh they brought one of his bear dogs up and was able to track that thing and find it the next morning and man but what what a deal it was to get that thing out of the woods i'm talking about you know we started that morning at seven o'clock and i didn't roll out of the woods with that thing till it got dark oh wow 
So, uh, you know, one of the hunts that we look forward to every year is our Outdoor Dream Foundation hunts. We take kids with leukemia or cancer, um, you know, terminal illnesses or some kind of life-threatening disease or maybe even cerebral palsy, and we take them on a dream hunt through that organization. And we, we actually, you know, we do a spring hunt in Missouri. We do a fall hunt in Missouri. We do a lot of spring hunts, South Carolina, North Carolina. We're, we're all over the map with those. And to see the smile on their, those kids' face, you know, when they pull the trigger on a turkey or a deer or whatever it might be, it's just, you know, that, that's something that's a special hunt for me every year. I, I really look forward to that. I, we had a, a young man by the name of Coulter that we've recently lost. Um, he, 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 we, we, I will say he won his battle with cancer um, because we all know where Coulter's at right Absolutely. now. We're thankful for that. Um, but I, I can remember talking with Coulter in a blind, and he was going through all of his radiations and treatments, and, and he was doing it every week for hours at a time. And, you know, I, Coulter was able to harvest a jake with me, and, and the look on his face and was just priceless. You know, it was, it was awesome. And so – Seeing Coulter there, I asked Coulter, I said, Coulter, I said, well, I said, what are you thinking about right now? When he, after he pulled the trigger, he said, I ain't thinking about nothing. You know, for that few <laughs> minutes right there, Coulter had a piece in his life that he didn't have to worry about his treatments and radiation that he was going through. So to see the smile on his face and to help that young man walk out to that turkey, he was holding my arms and, and he, he almost had to sort of waddle out to that turkey. Man, it was just, that's something I will never forget in my life. So. You know, those those hunts are very special to me as well. Such a rewarding That's experience awesome. just to get to share that with them. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll uh we'll throw one or two more at you. And again, I don't want to keep you too long. Hey, um, you're you're good, brother. You're good. Tell me uh what are your plans for fall twenty twenty one? We want to try to get you back on closer to turkey season, but kind of talking about, you know, getting geared up for deer season. What are your plans for twenty twenty one as far as deer hunting? Oh man, I'm 2021 is going to be a great year. I'm going to try to get in some hunting in between baseball. My, my son plays travel baseball. So that, that keeps us a little on the go, but, um, we, we've got that outdoor dream hunt scheduled in Missouri. I'm really looking forward to that. I think we're going to take a couple of the kids into Iowa and film them on some hunts as well. Um, so that's going to be an incredible hunt. So we're going to be down there starting in end of October. We'll take one of the kids there to, on a deer hunt. We leave immediately from that deer hunt. We've got an outfitter in Montana that is going to um, actually let this young man shoot an elk. So we'll drive him to Montana, and then we'll drive back from Montana, back into Missouri, where I'll actually get to climb up a tree a little bit, see if I can take an obsession bow and put an old swacker behind the shoulder of a whitetail, um, maybe myself, and or at least film one getting shot. And um, we're, we're going to go to a um, – after we get done with that, we'll – um, I've got a sportsman banquet that I'm actually speaking at out there in Missouri at a church there. And so I'll speak at that banquet and then I'll come home, but we're, you know, we're, we're hard pressed here in North Carolina. We've picked up a new sponsor this year called 4S uh, wildlife. It's advanced wildlife solutions. They've got a product called corn spike and man, I, I put it out the other day. And the first time I put it out the very next day, I think I had every buck on my property in the bait pile. It was just the most amazing thing that, that right. I've ever seen. I've never seen deer draw to something like that. And get me your addresses and I'll shoot you a, a bottle of that, man. I, I'm telling you, when I say it's literally, I've gotten a picture of six or seven bucks in the same bait pile eating out of this thing, eating this stuff mm. the, the very next day. Um, have to try so, that. 
<laughs> oh man, it, it's sure. awesome. And and so I'm excited to get my son and my daughter back in a ground blind this year. And I, I'm I'm reached that point. You know, every hunter reaches a point where you know it's it's all about the you know as you go through these cycles of your hunting career and your path and you know you start out with that cycle where you're you know you just want to see deer and then after you, you learn how to hunt deer and learn their habits and their habitat and how they work and how they operate and then you start to harvest those deer well then then as you grow up through your hunting cycle you not only do you harvest deer but you, you want to shoot at least i did i wanted to shoot a lot of deer so i shot a lot of deer and then after I wanted to shoot a lot of deer, I started keying in on certain deer and wanting them to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, now, now I'm to the point that, yeah, I like to shoot a big deer. I like to shoot a big turkey. But now I'm at the point in my hunting career that I'd rather see other people shoot them. Um, and and I, I enjoy the video side just as much as I do a sling and an arrow. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those deals that I think that's just where I'm at. And especially now as a father to get to take my kids out and see the smile on their face or the smile on these kids face from the outdoor dream foundation, man, I, that does more for me than any 200 inch deer ever would. Absolutely. Jansen, you got any, uh, any other quick questions or you good or. Yeah, I think I got one. Um, Mitch, I know, I know you've been in the industry a long time and, uh, you like to film uh, as, as all of us here do. Um, I guess trying to word this the right way. For all the years I've been filming several times, the cameras cost me several deer or the opportunity, you know, where we don't get the perfect shot on video. I guess what I'm asking is since you're in the industry and you, I know you say you don't take a paycheck, but I know you're, you're real serious. I'm sure about filming and, and capturing everything. You Absolutely. Can. What's, what's your cutoff on like, would you, would you let the camera angle or, or something on, along that line hinder you from taking that animal necessarily? Or are you just more focused on, on the memory yourself in your own head and you just take the shot when it's, when it's present or do you, are you on the side of waiting till you get that I, perfect camera angle? I, I will tell you this, especially deer hunting, it would have to depend on how big that deer is. Because I'll promise you, if a 170-inch whitetail walks in front of me, it would be hard for me to let that deer walk. I mean, I'm a North Carolina mountain boy. You know, we don't see those very often in nope. our lifetime. Right, right. You know, nope. um, but when you're hunting out west, you get to see a deer like that every once in a while. And it would be hard for me to turn that kind of deer down, camera or no camera. Um, so... And especially when you're out there and you're hunting, you might have a day left and, you know, that's the only day that you're going to get to hunt out there. You know, I, I'm a career firefighter and I have the business to worry about and the ministry to worry about. And, and so my time is limited. So I still like to punch a tag, but that being said, I could not tell you how many deer and how many turkeys I have let walk because I could not get them on film. And, and I am, I'm pretty diehard about it, to be honest with you. It would, it would take that 170 inch whitetail or 160 inch whitetail for me to say, I'm going to hold off, you know, I mean, unless it's my last day of hunting, I, you right. know, I would, I would let one walk, but um, man, I, I, I love the memory so much of that camera. And, you know, I, I'm, I'll be turning 40 years old this year. And, and it seemed like, you know, you blink and your kids grow up and, 
the great thing about my kids right now, as far as I know, looking back through my memories, I don't think there is but two deer, maybe three deer that I've ever watched my kids take turkeys or animals, deer and turkeys alike, that I do not have on film. That's all. Awesome. And and That's one awesome. day mm-hmm. when I'm 70 years old and they're grown and gone and own their own life and, and doing their own thing, you know, if the Lord blesses, they can work at dead end. That would be awesome. And, you know, if they're off doing their own thing, I'm going to have those memories to watch back on. And for me, that is absolutely priceless. And, and, you know, if I go to the woods and I, and I, I shoot a deer by myself, I get excited. Don't get me wrong. But being able to share that experience with others, even if, if it's outside of my own family, and sharing that to my viewing audience means a lot to me. And, and I, I like for them to enjoy my excitement. Man, I, I'm one of these guys that, dude, if I kill a deer, if I kill a big deer, I get tore up from the frame up. I'm telling you, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all to pieces. I'm the guy that's hooping and hollering and, and, and shouting and, and, you know, Praising the Lord while I'm in a deer stand. And I, I'm like, gosh, it tears me out of the frame. But I get so excited about it. Even to this day, even even a doe. A doe, I, I'm not saying I get just plumb tore out of the frame up shooting a doe, but I get I still get the shakes. I still get the excitement. And I still have the love and passion for it. And, and you know, that doe is, a mature doe is just as hard to kill as a big buck sometimes. If not, Well, yeah, we're, uh... I had an instance that that last year that sprung that question. I I had a, a big drop time buck come in at 15 yards, and I had it on camera, but it wasn't perfect, and it just didn't work out. And I ended up posting the screenshot off the camera on Facebook, and man, I took I took a bunch of heat. But I, you look back and see how much time and effort you put into, you know, killing that animal and wanting to get it on film and share that. It just in a split second you make that decision, and then it's gone. So I wouldn't call it a mistake because I'd probably do it again, but uh, that deer's still alive. So maybe I'll, I'll close the chapter this year, but I always wanted to hear someone that I guess is more serious and experienced than me on it and what, what they would do in that situation. So that's yeah, why it's, I had it, it's, that. A, it's a tough call, buddy. And, and I feel your pain on that. But like I said, I've, you know, I, I've let a lot of game walk because I didn't get the camera angle right, or I don't have it on film or didn't have enough footage of that animal. you know it's it's like i tell my guys that film with me you know we're going out there spending our hard-earned money um you know to hunt these animals and and who am i to tell one of my guys hey don't don't shoot that deer if you don't have footage of it you know what i'm saying i mean uh but at the same time we also have a job that we've got to do in which we've got to have video footage i mean without video footage we have no tv show right and that we've had this argument and talked about it with people. And as Jansen said, he took a lot of heat on the Facebook post and it's good to hear somebody you view it about the way we do. I mean, if, if it was 170 inch deer and being from North Carolina, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it would Buddy, be hard to, to let pass up that opportunity, but at the I'm same time, we, we put a, a lot into arrow it. would probably fly through that thing. 
quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's right. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess out there, not everyone's going to understand the passion that you have inside your heart to share. And, and, and you know, you got that one tag here in Ohio. So you, you use it how you please. But if you so choose to want to wait and get it on film, then so be it. But if not, so be it. That, that's it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's just a, it's a hard gig, but I, I really, and it's going to sound crazy. And it probably will sound crazy to some people, but I honestly love filming as much as I do the hunt. I do and, and it's, it's, it's just something that's gotta be, boring. I don't go to the woods without a camera. I just don't, it drives my wife crazy. She's like, I'd probably hunt with you some more if you'd put that camera up. Why do you gotta bring that <laughs> camera everywhere? And, and like I just wife. love it. I love it. It, it can be addicting. The filming can be almost as addicting as the hunting to me. Like it, it brings me as much joy to be out filming as it does to kill. Yeah, it, it does me as well. And you know, I, I don't know. I, you just talk about you took some Facebook heat off of, off of that post. And and I tell you this, man. I, I tell you what, I'm seeing in the hunting industry and in the hunting world is we're imploding upon ourselves. Yep. anti-hunters don't even have to yes, they don't even have to fight us anymore because we're fighting ourselves Absolutely. and if we don't quit fighting ourselves and look if it is a legal ethical way of harvesting an animal and no matter how big that animal is how small it is or how large it is look if you got a legal tag you put it on that animal and you're happy with it hey i'm going to shake your hand and i'm going to congratulate you and we're going to go on and we can go get us a a glass of water or something together, you know, and get us some supper or something. And, and we're going to talk about that hunt. My, my son killed a small six pointer last year. That was, you know, I don't know if it's a 25, 30 inch deer. I, I don't know, but for him, it was the biggest deer in the woods. He had never killed a deer before. And, and he was so excited about that deer. And we had a gentleman come on there and said, don't let him shoot that deer. And then I'm like, he is, six years old or seven years old why would i not let him shoot that deer man we got to get back to where hunting is fun yep. and, and you know make hunting fun again if we don't we're going to be in trouble that's what's special i think i've noticed about about dead end is you guys you're not on here just blowing smoke you guys live this out i mean i've followed the the staff page and the dead end road crew page and you know always on there asking for prayer requests and you guys you you guys top-notch guys in the company you know, then the whole thing, and you're the first person to comment, you know, answering prayer requests and, you know, making everyone get along with each other, and it's, it's the real deal. Well, look, if, if we can't do it for the Lord, there's no reason for us to do it. That's Absolutely. right. Well, we'll, uh, we're slowly running out of time, and like I said, I don't want to keep you too long, so tell, tell everybody that's listening where they can, uh, to find you at as far as on social media website and that sort of thing and then we like to finish up with a quick prayer and we'll uh we'll wrap it up that sounds good guys we appreciate you the opportunity to be on here tonight if you want more information on dead in game calls you can always visit us online at deadingamecalls.com you can find us on instagram and facebook through dead in game calls as well and uh, you can always call a shop 336-973-0878 and uh, like I said, we, we greatly appreciate the opportunity. And uh, we've, we've had a good time tonight. And hopefully we'll get to do this again another day. Absolutely. Closer to turkey season, we'd love to get you back on just to – I know that's – you do both very well. But I know turkey hunting is kind of your specialty. And 
we'll uh, we'd love to get you back on and talk about that some more closer to turkey season maybe the first of the year or something but we uh we truly appreciate all you do for for the industry and uh for spreading the gospel and and all that you do and we're like i said at the beginning we're proud to call you a friend and to be a part of the company and we uh we think a lot of you and i'm not just saying that because you're on here you can ask these other fellows i've i told them whenever i first started talking about dead end to them just how uh how respectful you've always been every time i've been around you every time i've seen you interact with other people and and how much i admire you and and uh, the way you you run the the business and all and it's it's a, a blessing to be friends with you oh we appreciate it as well that goes that goes likewise well let's uh let's wrap it up in prayer real quick Lord, we thank you for uh, this time together. We thank you for uh, Mitchell and what he does in, uh, in the industry, Lord, and uh, living his life for you, Lord. And we thank you for all the many blessings and the things that you do for us and for taking care of us and keeping us safe. Uh, we thank you for Mitchell's obedience to you, Lord. We know he uh, is obedient to you and, and follows you, Lord. And uh, we're thankful to call him a friend. And uh, we just ask that you bless him and bless his company and uh, continue to be with each and every one of us and let us have a safe season. Uh, and we uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'll see you, fellas. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you all, boys. Thank you.